<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. And we were walking, and then I'm like, oh, I'm glad we're friends. And he goes, you're not my friend. That's not how and I said it. So I stopped putting effort into maybe the friendship part outside of the work. Is it my turn to attack? Or? Well, attack? <laughs> was that, an, that was an attack. Is it, that was is it my turn? So this is like RPG game, right? Welcome, Welcome to, to Cash Cuties. Everybody's favorite personal <laughs> finance podcast. podcast. I am some guy, Fumiabe. And I'm a hot girl, Steffi. Bake. <laughs> if you're listening on an Apple Pod app, please leave a review, hit follow on Spotify, and sub to our YouTube channel for the video version of this podcast. All the links are available in the episode description below. Uh, quick shout out to our dono daddies. These are people who give us money. Uh, mm -hmm. This week we have Victoria E. gave us $60 and okay. And okay. <laughs> you can't put dollars. <laughs> That's what it said on the Patreon. It said dollars? It said $60. No, dollars. it said 60 NOKs, but, but we both got the thing and it, we both thought it was $60. Yes. But when you convert NOKs, which is what? Swith, okay, NOK is, uh, you're, you're right, it doesn't have a dollar doesn't sign. It doesn't have a dollar sign. We, we got this notification one day that said, congrats, you got 60 NOK. Oh, wait, NOK is Nokia? No, Nokia stock? No, 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 no. They didn't pass a Nokia stock. That's not even possible. Hold on. It's not real, guys. It stands for Norwegian Chrome. Oh. So 60 Norwegian Chrome is about $5.89. What happened to your R's? You lost I got it. Asian. I'm sorry. I got lost um, in there. But yeah, so essentially it's $5, which is still great, but 60 sounded really exciting. Really, yeah. But thank you, you know, for that um, ride, the emotional roller coaster. Hey, that if someone, really nice. whoever, you know what we should do for the first quarter for next year, whoever gives us the most don't know whatever we'll make a fun little video for you Ooh, a little competition uh, like <laughs> yes until the, you have deadline is end of quarter financial fiscal quarter one you have to donate the <laughs> Which most is, money uh march yeah That's how it works, i think it's right? end of march january yeah end of march all right uh, guys so if you want to get on that go to patreon.com slash cash cuties pod and in exchange for your donation you get a shout out on the podcast as well as bonus episodes we just released one last week uh after christmas so um it's a good time that one's called underwear so check that out check that out Okay, so today's guest. Wait, are we not doing our what's our financial thing? Just, just introduce her first, and we'll all do right. It. And I, I and I believe in you this week with the with the. Dude, host. stop! Don't put the pressure There's around no pressure. me doing this I'm right now. She's a psychotherapist and LMSW. Also, my favorite person in the world and my favorite sister, 
Diana Bank. Hi. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. I'm really impressed you guys have Norwegian fans. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. No, me neither. That's That's really cool. Should we do a live in Stockholm? Is that, where is that? Um, have (laughs) Have you ever listened to my pod? I have seen the amazing <laughs> clips that you guys put out <laughs> on the That's internet no. and I crack no. up and I comment and I like and I share. Yeah. Really? Do people recognize, do people know that I'm your sister when you, from the podcast or anything like that? You mean, She's have asking if your people, friends know about the yeah, podcast. Yeah, do they know? Do they know? Yes, people talk about the podcast to me in the wild I've been approached as well. Like in people the you wild? don't know? Well, That's that racist. was your other podcast people recognize you from. But it people, <laughs> when I bring up my sister or things that you do at times, sometimes people will make the connection of like, oh, Cash Cuties? I know about Cash Cuties. So you guys are, you know, it's like people know about Cash Cuties. Because our last is names, that's because of the bait. This is huge for us. Yeah. Um, was this, uh, I don't want to make things weird, but is it, <laughs> oh my God. How, did, how did she get you to come on the podcast? Because I feel like you're like a, a normal, respectable you know, successful uh, person, New York City girly. <laughs> and uh, we're just, you know, two dummies on a couch. I'm just wondering how this collab happened. Um, nepotism? <laughs> did you? Did she ask oh, you or did you ask her? You think this is a step up. Nepotism meaning like y- y- this is like an opportunity for you. Yeah, I'm just oh, asking like yeah. what, what would make a, a, a somebody as successful as you are want to do something like this <laughs> steep down to our level i'm just you know oh it's this is how we spend family time together this is our <laughs> quality time for the year yeah we so. do one podcast a year last year or so she did fun with dub oh wow which yeah. was a hit yeah so this year why not why she wow. i had to beg her honestly she was like Ugh. she's like cat no just kidding she actually <laughs> she's a fan she's constantly asking me for financial advice i'm like Whoa. the fact that people come up to ask ask us about financial it's advice insane. is bonkers well people ask they don't ask me for financial advice they, they always ask me like oh you know like mint is ending so what app should i use for budgeting tools or like they ask me questions like logistic related oh not necessarily like what should I invest in? Because I think we make it very clear that... No, dude, I get actual financial really? advice. And what do you tell them? You refer to I, episode I, I literally go, dude, this is... We're both like dumb, funny people. We're not We're not financial people like that. Although, you know what? We are pretty responsible. But I could... Being responsible is different than... Financially. Like, you, what should I do with $10,000? That's a lot of responsibility. It, it is a lot of responsibility. But you know what, I, what I've learned from this pod? Just put it into high yield savings account. Yeah. If you have extra ten thousand dollars, wouldn't you just baby. just high yield? High Let's yield. just yeah. that's the safest mm-hmm. thing you could do. By the way, because you're a, a bake sissy, bake sister, hearing about how your sister sort of approaches money, all that, like, a what what is your what, what are your what is your take on that? And b are you similar in any way? Yeah, I would say that I think that she's pretty responsible about really? spending. Yeah, I think that she's quite. <laughs> this is <laughs> so rude, Fumi. <laughs> You don't think I'm responsible? I never said that. I just said, really? Well, we did walk, in. We did walk into Tiffany the other day, and she was about to make an impulse buy, so maybe that part Tiffany's not so the much. Jewelry, the that's, jewelry that's, brand? That's her crypto night, though. Dr- buying things? It's just like like nice luxury. Like, you <sighs> are responsible until I take you to the Grove or some shit. I don't know. Oh, you know what man. I mean? It's just like, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, I got to save money. And then we the minute I saw Tiffany's, I was like, let's just like look. And I almost bought what this bracelet. Want? There's oh, this bracelet, bracelet mm. that was like, how much two g's okay i didn't obviously i didn't get it but it was like if i had the right person next to me you know like the friend who's like instigates yeah. 
my I have an aunt like that. You would have bought it if she was there. Yeah, she she would have convinced me because she would been like, "This is an investment. It's a brand. It's not going to lose value because it's made out of silver." Blah blah blah. Right. <laughs> so I could easily be influenced, <laughs> but I didn't do it because I, we were the right people. I was there. So what did you say to her to stop? Well, I that? said it's nice. I think it looks good. You know, I didn't encourage her. I was like, "Is you know?" I I kind of asked like. Is this responsible? Dude, my sister. Do sis- you need, like, can you get this? Or is there other things you could get? You no, know? Well, she recepted the kind of talk. Yeah, I think she sort of made, internally made the decision on her own to be like, okay, I like this. I know I like it. Let me, like, walk away from the situation. Mm. Let the baker handle your dough. <laughs> B-A-I-K-E-R? Wow. That, that was my slogan. That was her slogan. When I ran I for treasure um, in, in high, high school. school. You were treasure. I helped her figure. Yeah. I was treasure of the, I want to say it was the 11th grade. What, by the way, just generally <laughs> speaking, I don't know what the treasurer does. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. They, anything that because has to do no with money. Because there's no money in high school. What do you mean? No, the, no, the no. no. There's a, what do you there's think? A, how do you think prom happens? Because there's you a budget. Were, you, were, you, you were behind prom? I was a senior class president, so I was 100% she was president, behind dude. prom. You're talking to a president, dude. <laughs> I, of, of handled the, I handled the dough junior year, and then senior year, I was the, the president. And then we planned the That's prom so at the Rose wow. Hotel in Hollywood. I forgot that you were president. That's Very so Very different vibes, the sisters. What is the, what is the, yeah, what is it that's different? Tell well, us. Well, I think, like, obviously, Paul, I, I always think that, like, you know, this, this chaotic thing that you do is, like, half serious, half... T- you're being funny, like you're being goofy, and and I do think if I really looked in your bank account, you're doing fine. That's that's how I feel. You'll never show me that, but that's the vibe. I'd show that I'm you, getting. and then you're gonna be like, whoa. Yeah, I'm sure. I it bet is. you I invested my money better than you. I bet you I made mm. more money than you. I bet you I. Do you want to compare? Have leaped. Yeah, but because you go by percentages, you don't go by absolute numbers. You know that, right? I bet I bet you my credit score is higher than you. I bet yeah, you. I don't have loans. I bet you I'm better than you. Just, just general. Just generally. Okay. Well, you know, we'll find out by the end of the podcast. Stay tuned. Let's uh, let's move on. Who's got more money right now? You or your sister? Who do you think? Who do you think is doing better financially right now? I think my sister is. Really? A by a lot or by a little bit? Because she's a little older than you. I think. Pro- well, I have like school loans. Okay. And I don't think school. she has those. Well, she switched job careers where she was, you know, do you want to talk about this? The yeah, so career? I went from working in tech. Um, a big tech company. I went from working at a tech company, uh, which where was, was a successful. good salary and I got stock from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I quit my job, um, decided to do a career change. And I just started, a, I went to grad school for two years and then I just started a new career as a therapist. Right. So I'm in like the junior stages of this career where I'm not even fully, fully licensed. Like I'm licensed to be a therapist, but I have a supervisor. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if I just gotten this, started this career out of college, then, you know, my salary is not very high. Sure, sure. How does that work with salaries with therapists? Because I don't think, I feel like from what I heard, like just like teaching, I feel like it's sort of a thankless job for the amount of energy and uh, work that goes into being a therapist. I can't imagine, I've heard you say things like you've had 50 to 60 clients a week. Yes. Is that even possible? She told me that. I said, I said, is that even possible? Because it's like one hour per client. So if you're working, are you working overtime? Because like then you have to see 10 a day. 
So I was working at a community agency, which means that most of the clients were on Medicaid. Um, and I would see 40 to 50 people a week. Uh, or they'd be scheduled, and each of the sessions were 30 minutes. Other 30 minutes. 30 still, to 45. Still. But, I mean, that also says something about the state of mental health care in the U.S., which is that, like... If you don't have the money to pay for it, then you're going to get a 30 minute session, which to be honest, yeah, maybe we'll get through some key issues, but it's really not enough time to really mm -hmm. like make those insights. And, and really, I think, I think you can still enact meaningful change, but you're not getting as much time as you deserve. Basically, sure. No, no, but with therapy, because it's such a hot topic right now with like, you know, we always joke on this podcast that like. Finance is really like the last frontier. People are so down to talk about how, how open they are sexually. People are open to talk about how mentally stuff. They're not really open to talking about finance stuff, but mental health. I feel just from, I haven't done any research on this, but it feels like more people than ever before are seeing therapists today or seeking out some kind of help like that. So I would think, to me, that's ka-ching. Like, to me, that means there's money. But I, I wonder, you know, is it really bleak out there, like teachers, where everybody's just making, like, 35000 Or is there a big range? If so, what is it that you need to accomplish to become, like, you know, a, a fairly financially successful therapist or somebody working in therapy? So I think that's a really good question. I think that once you have your clinical license, then you're sort of set to start making money, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can build your own private practice. Um, you're not kind of in this sort of, I would say like the system that, okay, so I'm a licensed uh, master social worker. Okay. Um, that means I need to get a certain amount of hours before I can start my own practice. Mm -hmm. The way that I can get those hours is by working for other people, basically. Mm -hmm. And that system in itself feels exploitative. Oh, okay. okay. For everybody, I think, because no matter what, you're probably going to be underpaid for the amount of work that you're doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I do appreciate the group practice that I work at because I think that they pay us a fair wage. But like when I was working um, in community mental health where I was like helping people or who like are on Medicaid, like I was not getting paid enough money for what I was doing. And it was exhausting. And mm -hmm. I think that so many budding therapists experience that type of burnout. Um, you know, so... I think like once you do become a fully fledged therapist, there's a lot of different ways that you can make money. Mm -hmm. You can also be like a coach, right? Um, you can do group therapies. You can be a consultant. Like I think there's expansive ways to make money. It's just depends on you getting enough hours, practice hours with clients to become a full, mm. fully licensed clinician. I see, I see. Yeah, I feel like in LA, I've noticed that the average price for in what, around 50 to one hour session is around two hundred dollars does Ooh. that sound that's what i've like yeah. if you're not going to if you're not getting insurance and things of yeah. that sort i'm just looking through my like how much i paid on therapy and stuff and I, I think a lot of therapists do like a sliding scale so i used to pay like 250 an hour but i would get 60 percent of it back from my insurance but i would have to front that money first but because i don't make as much money anymore she lowered so i pay 150 uh an hour now but I get some of it back through insurance or whatever. But just to give you a context, I mean, in 2023, I've spent uh, about $2,800 on therapy, which actually is not that much. Yeah, mine's really clear. Mine, I, when I did the math, except, I mean, there were times that I didn't have there. I, I spent about 3200 Yeah, so we're in we're that range, $2,800 yeah, to yeah, thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and and um, just personally speaking, I feel like $3,000 is a very cheap price to pay for the mental 
um, stability that I've able been able to achieve this year. I don't know how you feel about. I mean, what do what do you feel when you see that number thirty two hundred? Do you feel like oh, I could have got that fucking Tiffany bracelet, you know, or are you just like I'm? Thankful? Oh no, a thousand percent, it was totally worth, worth it. it. Yeah, for yeah. sure, three thousand. I would even pay like maybe four thousand, five thousand dollars per year to see for this. Should I get more therapy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what Honestly, the, the, um, uh, yeah. I mean, what, how do you feel about like, um, you know, we talking about like accessibility, right? Earlier, you were saying like, oh, you know, if you don't, if you're on Medicare, you only get thirty minute sessions. That's not enough to do whatever. On top of that, again, not necessarily like shitting on where you're at right now in your career because you're newer, but it, it seems like a lot of the people, the free therapy that people receive, are from like newer therapists and not necessarily from you know, quote unquote experts who may charge Senior $150, therapists. $200, yeah. and they're like, well, that's not worth my time to do this kind of social work. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that especially if you're on a sliding scale, you might be seeing people who are like literal grad students who are like completing their internships, or you might be seeing like a newer therapist. Um, and I mean, it's unfortunate because sometimes you're going to be basically like you're paying for the amount of experience the person might have basically mm -hmm. unless you know it's a really giving expert therapist who's willing to see people on a private on a on a sliding scale mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you feel like you're getting paid fair like do you and your colleagues ever talk about that uh, i think that at my practice i get paid a fair amount yeah oh, okay. but i think that it takes some looking out there if you're like a recent grad like mm -hmm. the first place i worked at which i kind of was like just like oh i'm just gonna get this job that came to my career center you know at school i don't think that they were paying fairly mm. and i didn't really look outside to see what else there might be yeah do, do you feel like um one thing about but like salaries and stuff is uh i feel because there are things like tech and all this stuff available um, I was talking to a teacher friend of mine and he was saying the biggest problem with education right now, especially in LA, is that because teachers don't make a lot of money, a lot of smarter people who wanted to become teachers do it for a couple of years and then they leave to go work for a Facebook or whatever it is because they're like, well, I want to buy a house and have a family. Mm -hmm. And so he was saying like, there's just not a lot of talent, not, not a lot of good teachers really like staying in the game. And uh, my, my girlfriend was also a speech therapist, had the same thing where she was working these crazy hours. She was making like, a, you know a little over like a hundred at the time but again she was working insane hours so if you divide it by the hour it really wasn't that much and her whole speech industry is having this thing where everybody's leaving because they're like why would we work 60 hours if you're only going to pay me 110 forever like i'm 40 now i, I want to make more than that and i wonder if that's a conversation that therapists are happening or, or having or if you've heard anything like that just generally speaking in the community yeah, I mean, I do talk to people who are sort of like, well, I don't know that I want to do this forever. It's pretty grueling and that they are looking to get to transition into like tech, for example, mm -hmm. um, or into industries that pay more. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of did the opposite. So yeah. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know. But yeah, it's definitely talked about for sure. Because the other thing is like there's such a mental toll to the work right it's not like you, you clock in and you clock out like i remember like my girlfriend was like working with inner city homes where like these kids are apparently autistic but she goes there and she realizes they're not yeah. autistic it's just that their parents are busy working so they're not talking to the kids so they're mm. not they don't have words so she saw why these people in these communities are never going to go to the best high schools and they're never going to go to the best schools and then they're not going to make as much money as you or i and i that was bumming her out and that's like one of the reasons she wanted to like get out mm -hmm. um and i was wondering if you ever had any experiences like that in your work where it's like just seeing 60 clients a week you're 
just constantly consuming like depressing ass stories i'm assuming it's not necessarily like how bad other people's struggles were that was difficult it was more like the energy that it takes to be present for 50 people mm. right a week that felt really hard I where it's <laughs> i can't even do that f- like with me with anyone <laughs> during the pod at a movie. yeah can you imagine having to be present and like be so 50 different Dude. people and, and they're while they're pouring their hearts out so you it would be so rude and discouraging for them if you were yeah. like oh wait sorry what did you say yeah, yeah. Zone, you can't zone out you can't look you at can't tiktok zone out. and then like if you're tr- <laughs> like sorry, you might my, have my no break. break you might have no breaks in between the sessions right so it's like i might have to pee during the entire session and just have you to can't go it. pee you can but if you have a back to back to back then like you're seeing 10 people a day there's not that many hours in the day you know what i mean <sighs> do you have to do your you and your colleagues have to almost like how do you just like a doctor how do you separate yourself from like like doctors i feel like they if they're dealing with patients who are sick we kind of talked about this they're dealing with people that are sick who might be dying you know they have to almost separate their feelings from what's happening do you feel like you have to do that in some way yeah i do feel like i have to compartmentalize sorry i feel like i do have to compartmentalize um i mean one of the first things they told me in like training for this like first job that i had was they were like you guys need to learn how to set boundaries with like your loved ones like there are times where i might like like if i'm if you're coming home to a partner right you might literally be like hey i had a really rough day and i just like need some time to myself tonight can't talk about anything Mm. you know and then it's like oh what kind of self-care do you like to do is it taking a bath is it like gaming and dissociating is it which is what i like to do Uh, (laughs) red dead revolver (laughs) yeah red dead redemption too how do you Um, like to relax i kill a bunch of cowboys on tv yeah i like to go to the saloon i like to get a nice haircut (laughs) yeah howdy a lot of my friends go to therapy right but but i noticed that men seem to have more of a hesitation to therapy Mm. and i looked up a statistic that says that a a little over one in four women 25 percent received an any mental health treatment in the past 12 months compared to 14% of men. This is like so 20, one in 20. four versus 14%. So it's 25% versus 14%. Yes. If 25 instead of 14. So it's not too it's bad. Not too bad. I thought it'd be much worse. I thought it was going to be worse too, based on <laughs> the guys that I hang out with who are like, they, their main thing that I usually hear is that it's too expensive. Yet they're driving a Tesla that's worth $600 a month, or they're like paying a thousand dollars per month to go to the gym. You know what I mean? Mm. But they don't want to practice being talking about their mental health with somebody or some that's very important using like your mental. So um, do you feel like that's accurate based on what you've seen with your clients where? Well, when a client comes to me who is like a cis man, he usually is already wanting therapy. Um, so I would say like those clients are generally pretty open, but I would also say, I think our society more broadly does not socialize men to talk about their feelings. It's not a sexy thing for, it didn't used to be a sexy thing for a man to do. Mm -hmm. I think now it is right. Like men definitely go to therapy. You're going to get a lot of dates, but it's true though. Right. Like, do you you throw that out? Are you like, when you go on a date, are you like, Hey, I go to therapy. Like, I show my, I show today, my bills. Yeah, Three thousand like, dollars of work I've yeah. done up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I think like <laughs> it comes up sometimes. Like if we talk about sometimes we talk about therapy. I talk about therapy with my friends. You mm-hmm. know. Um, 
but it is I'm, this is a, I, I told you this I'm, I'm trying to I'm curious to get your take on this I'm trying to joke I'm trying to write a joke right now and this is based on Steffi um, <laughs> fuck no this is just based on our interaction and I it's so I, I think therapy is so great but sometimes I think that when you are like trying to bring up something or you, you need to like confront someone about something and you're like, okay, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. So I'm going to talk to my therapist about how to best approach this so that, um, you know, I can convey everything perfectly and also try not to upset the other person. Right. So I strategize my therapist Love and then it. like, and then we meet up and I, I do my little thing. You know what I mean? I do my little moves. We're role then, playing. You know, I, I do my little therapy language. You know what I'm saying? Like, love, good, you know, whatever, quality time, whatever the fuck it is. And then, and then she's like, oh. And then she'll go back to her therapist and then re-strategize <laughs> on how to continue this conversation. And then she's throwing words at me. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you, you're right. And then so then I go back to my therapist. And after a while, I feel like we're sort of like in this proxy war. You know what I'm saying? It oh. feels like a Pokemon kind of vibe. Wow. You know what I mean? You and and are, I think about that wow. all the time with like the more people see therapists the more to me it's like i don't want to say it's less authentic but it's kind of like we're just sort of you know what i mean like it used to be an argument yeah. between me and her but now it's really just an argument between two white women who live in encino is what it is <laughs> Like, like you guys have conciliaries is basically of. what's happening and like this is not 100 based on her but it was sort of like i just thought about it one time when i was like having a thing with I you i love how much you're talking about me yeah you're all i talk um, about i never talk about you in <laughs> <laughs> my sessions no offense that's not true you talk, you talk about me once what was i talking you about? said that um when i told you you weren't my friend oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, t- I talked to her i talked to her about See? that and See, i, I was like there. you know what fine yeah well, so, you, you so, so you lied just now i did but i don't think the amount that you think we're doing this back and forth it's a joke i've gone <laughs> is it though it's a joke but yeah is i don't it? know what do you what do you what do you think about that you know well i think it's interesting that you talk to your therapist a lot about her and that she doesn't talk a lot about <laughs> you to her therapist and i wonder how that plays out in your guys's dynamic in general are there things that are being unsaid or unnoticed or whatever Whoa. that is Whoa. okay why don't we hash it out i don't really talk to her much about you anymore but i did in the beginning because i think it was i think it's difficult to for anybody doing anything any creative project together like i think it is difficult. well just any partnership at all at like all. even mm-hmm. at a company co- I, I'm, I'm sure you probably had shit you got wanted to say when you had a business with your ex-partner right like oh, completely just, but i didn't go to therapy at that time if i right, did right, right, it right. would have helped a lot but yeah we talk about people closest to us essentially right yeah. and we want to be able to but i feel like that's very sweet because it's like you want to come off as a well you want to make sure that you're bringing up points in a manner that's not going to hurt mm-hmm. i'm assuming not hurt me either well, because you know i want a like a conductive is that the word conducive conducive mm-hmm. uh an efficient co- i want like a co- i want some sort of progress out of the conversation i don't i think the worst thing is like sort of like just being mean to each other which i, I think a lot of times with with male friendships if you bring something up it just turns into like a roast fest mm-hmm. which can be funny but it's like okay i laughed but we didn't really solve or address any of the problems. Right. right? And I think that's where therapy is nice because you could just like have the right language in mind to be like, Hey, this is like what I'm trying to say. And you know, whatever. Yes. I I think the problem that you're sort of hitting upon with using therapy, therapy, speaker therapy language is if you're starting to weaponize it as like, this is why I'm right. Mm. Right. Like I might know more than you because I know these terms. Right. And using that terminology Mm. to sort of manipulate the person into knowing your point or whatever it is bro people do that shit all the time Ooh, especially so around here happen. in the silver lake or whatever the fuck it you know like east side like people 
fucking i just feel like every i just feel like when i'm when i'm when i'm at certain parties you know i'll, I'll say something and they're like oh that's co-opting or you know what i mean they'll like say <laughs> and i'm like shut the fuck up and it's weird it's actually very um inefficient because i think sometimes when you weaponize it or or use it to to pretend that you're at a certain status above mine or something it makes the other person feel upset or inferior Less and then than. and then i'll go even i'll be more problematic just to piss you off you know what i mean because <laughs> you're yeah, mad yeah, you're yeah. Sure. yes yeah. i'll yes. start people calling people gay i don't give a shit you know what i mean and then, oh so, so then, but just be just to piss you off because you did that and i feel like in those moments maybe therapy wasn't helpful for that person yeah exactly i think if your intention is to have a conversation that is communicative and conducive to solving the issue that's good but otherwise you're just being an asshole like jonah hill like saying he's setting boundaries oh, it's so old yeah. but it's like oh you're actually just creating rules you're just you weren't yeah. cooperating with the other person to like get something like to to set rules in place for both of you guys to relate better to one another you were just saying like this is my boundary and if you don't follow it then xyz consequence in a way which in which it felt like he just had a lot of power and control mm. in the dynamic can you therapize us real quick about <laughs> about um, um am i so getting my let me talk or? about my my problems here yeah, you go first um so oh, wow. i love fumi mm-hmm and i want to become closer friends with him but this thing that he threw up one day when we're at the writer's strike that i went to i'm not a writer i mean maybe one day but i came to support him and we were walking and then i'm like oh i'm glad we're friends blah blah blah, and that uh, we're doing this podcast and he goes you're not my friend that's not how i said it he's he's a comedian so I'm used to that type of thing that I was like, what are you talking? But I still was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, we would. And he's like, no, it's because we're working together. And I was like, it literally was. I was like, oh, that's that. This is interesting. And I said, you know what? I told him, I was like, I'm going to keep trying. I don't care. Aww. This is but I went back to my therapist. because I kept thinking about it. And I was like, wait, does he not? If he doesn't see me as a friend, I'm not going to, you know. And she's like, well, talk to him which i don't even know if i stop looking at me like that what do you mean that's what couple therapy is dude i'm about to look at this is raw um so i kind of i'm not gonna lie i i tried and then i at some point i just stopped because i was like i think it was more just i felt like you know because i think we're both kind of avoidant Mm -hmm, we -hmm. both have more avoidant energy Mm -hmm. so i was like maybe because i was hurt i'm more likely to be like well fine i'm not gonna do this thing that actually does mean something to me and Mm. um so i stopped putting effort into maybe the friendship part outside of the work carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you because at carmax we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car you should love your car That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Element. Mm. So, because I was like, oh, well, it's not, nothing's going to come of it. Oh. So, so uh, 
what was that I, <laughs> is it my turn to attack or? well attack. Was that, an, that was an attack is it, that was is it my turn so this is like well, rpg I just game right hear your perspective of that situation yeah okay, like well first of all i'm being misrepresented okay well, <laughs> so no, that's, that's misrepresented. my perspective it's my oh, perspective sure, sure, sure. right is, so what's your a, perspective because and i know how i said it because i've said this to a lot of people before <laughs> okay do you guys have popcorn <laughs> okay, 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 okay. This is this is this is this is how I said it, or like this is what I think I said it in my head. Basically, I was saying that if we stop this podcast, I don't know that I would see you that often. Like, I don't know mm. that we would be that tight or like be quote unquote friends. I have mm-hmm. a pretty high like like a strict definition for friends, or like it's just because I don't, I don't. You know, I, I think there's a big difference between like an acquaintance and a friend. Mm-hmm. I, I think some people are like, oh, he's my homie. He's my homie. You know, but for me, it's, it's not like that. It's like I could know you for 10 years and I would still not call you my homie if we didn't like have multiple <laughs> outings and like go for beer and like share things with each other. You know, like I probably have like nine friends to be completely honest. OK, nine friends. And I have other people who I'm like cool with, but I would never like. I wouldn't invite them to my wedding or like we wouldn't go on vacation together, <gasps> right? So so that's how I like sort of operate. This is my world, right? And mm-hmm. so what I was saying is like, I think I was saying like, if we weren't working together, like I enjoy your company, we are friendly, but this is at the time, things have changed. That was six months ago. But I, I think what I was saying <laughs> is- this, I already have my wedding is... dress picked out for your wedding <laughs> that you what? haven't even told me. So even if you don't want why me to go, you, I'm gonna show why up. Why are you marrying me in this fantasy? What the hell? No, I'm saying for the the, oh, for oh, the, the wedding. wedding outfit oh, for I the see, wedding, see, even see, if see, you see. don't ask me, I will show up sure. with the podcast stuff. Podcast and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there. I don't care what so, you say. I, I, I think crazy I like, ex-girlfriend. <laughs> so I think that language was supposed to mean like, hey, like I don't want you to like feel hurt or disappointed if if this ends and I, I'm not around or we don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess I was just sort of like, a lot of the things I do is I'm, I put a lot of energy into like me thinking like, oh, I'm like taking care of that person or like making sure they're okay. But a lot of times it, like it's not even really doing that, you know? <laughs> so I think that's what that, that's what that is. That's where that language came from. So you didn't want there to be an expectation that if this outside of this podcast that you would like be leaning on one another as friends i, I think it's 40 percent, 35 percent that <laughs> and i think 65 percent. I, I think we were just talking about i don't know what we were talking about i yeah i don't really know I think he, no, I you also just have think, a different definition of friendship, I think, right? Which is fine. We maybe, were hanging out maybe before. Maybe it's true that you were more of like, I'm I'm likely to call somebody my friend off the bat, and you're saying mm-hmm. like friend is a very specific thing to me. I think so, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, we were hanging out before the pod, actually. So it wasn't just because of this we were hanging out. Like I actually, we, we were like yes, going we to parties. Yes, we became friends before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so we, why it came up because we were talking about how we used to hang out more before oh, the pod. before the pod. Yes, and I was saying, I was half joking, half seriously saying like, well, now that we're in a business relationship, it's not really going to be business? like that. Business? That's sort of like, I think that's why I brought it up. Okay, I, now right. I Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. like me saying like, because I'm on the pod now that our really, no, actually no. That's it's not different true. for guests because you don't, you don't do the behind the scenes planning. That's true. And, that's you know, true. But also that. I guess like being in a business relationship together could change, the, definitely changes the nature of a relationship uh-huh. or a friendship. 100%. Yeah. 
And how would you guys say you are now, though? Like, what would you say I about would, friendship now? I would definitely invite you. If I got married, I'd invite you. For sure. I'd probably have to invite you now. Because, <laughs> But also, can I just so say... Do you not see me? You only see me as a business person. No, I think earlier when you were like, well, then I was, I was trying to be his friend, and then it wasn't working, so I stopped. I don't know what you mean by that. Because I would say, if anything, we're hanging out more recently than ever before. So when you were like, I'm trying to be his friend five months ago, I, I don't know what you were referring to. Because I didn't, I didn't feel either way. I didn't feel like you were avoiding me, but I also didn't feel like you were trying to hang or anything like that yeah so I, I so I, remember when we were facetiming each other i forget like i think maria's out of town and we were talking about curry we didn't that wasn't work that was us but you had a thing with friends you do have a very specific you have a weird thing, with, have friends. A weird thing, a weird with, thing with friends, friends. which i think is similar to potentially maybe how i used to see relationships in the past which is again avoid like i have to set up terms and things so that there's a potential i could escape in mm. case it, because we're getting too close which is an avoidant like kind of an yeah. avoidant thing yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I like do, that. I do, that. do you know what i'm talking about it's, where it's, it's like a, it's, a, it's an exit door yeah. I, I always make sure there's an escape route yeah exactly yes. so it's like no you're not my like just in case just like in we case. have to right yeah. which is kind of what you were saying in the about it yes but right yeah now so you're, you used to do that i used to do that but yes. you, you stopped so, doing that no yes which is why i could see when you were saying that at that time like that's how it is but then my i think my therapist was like you know take people for their face value what they say the truth and i was like well if i'm putting um that's energy awful what take people for what they say like she's saying like don't try to like sometimes when people are telling you something like believe it because i sometimes i like over really you don't think that's a good what do you, what do you advice think about that? i think that in the context of this she just meant like if he's telling you like we are might not be friends after this like that that might be true yeah, like instead of me being like, no, no, I'm going to make him like, because oh, I, I could do that with relationship, like other types of relationship. I could be yeah. like, no, I could change his mind or I could do this or that yeah. and mm -hmm, it'll mm -hmm. be different, played out different. But I think she was just saying like, sometimes people just are, if that's the, their yeah. truth, that's their truth. And like, yes. learn to accept that. I think the so, other thing is like, even before the podcast, when we used to hang out, it's not like I had known you that long. Mm -hmm. Like you don't. Like, I don't know who you really are that much, and I think vice versa. Like, you know who I am now, but you don't really know who I was in my 20s and, like, what made me this way now. And I think a general theme in my life is that I have very little love to give. And so I, I'm very... That's why I think I don't have a ton of friends because I'm just... I don't... I, I physically cannot let people into my life like that because that I feel like respond. I feel like it's like a Tamagotchi. You gotta like feed it. You gotta shower it. You gotta wow. clean its shit. And so I, I always say to my girlfriend, if I break up with her, I don't think I'll ever seek like a serious thing because I just gave it so much that I don't think I could do it again because I'm, I'm out of, I'm out of it. You know what I mean? And there's not like a ton of, I don't have a source. It's kind of like my love is like eggs for women. Like it's limited. And I've already sort of, bled out a lot of it and I'm getting older and like you know what I mean this is a terrible analogy but you know what I'm saying it's like finite it's finite to me and I think for some people there is like a source connected to their love machine and they just always have a lot of love what is your definition of love though what is my definition like, what of are love? the what's what is in the eggs your what's, Yoshi what's eggs in the eggs yeah. I love that this, he is <laughs> Yoshi's able to story to aka Fumi's story Fumi's eggs <laughs> <laughs> I've got eggs too what is my definition of love? 
What is your definition? I, of love? No, do not put this. Cool, what please. is it called when you're yeah, you're, you're sort of deflecting? You're deflecting. I'm you don't have to pass. answer. The I question. Question. You, you don't have to answer. I made you do this last. Uh, you were leaving, and then I asked you about the love thing. We were talking about this because yeah. I was like, "Oh, you should read this book by Bell Hooks about all about what is it called all about, all about love." love. Yeah. And then you were like, "What is it about?" And I, I was like, "Well, <laughs> that I have exactly this. like that was a perfect impression yeah. of what I would say to something yeah, somebody like, recommending that, a book on the way like with his back toward me walking out." What is it about? <laughs> and I was like, well, it's all about love and like trying to like, I was like, I'm practicing, uh, you know, using my heart instead of my head about like the amount of love and you can always give love. And he's like, he's like, nah, fam. <laughs> that, that's not me. And sorry. go. Uh, so um, we, I asked him, but he, he deflected then too. Mm. I think, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I can define love with the English language, but I think I, I can describe it in feelings. You can do it in Japanese? I can do it in feelings. I can do it in like scenes. I can do it in scenarios. I, I think mm. love, just generally speaking, is if I'm living my life and every once in a while I think about something we did in the past and I go, oh man, I, I missed that guy. Like that was so fun. That was such a, that was such a good time and I'm glad that happened. I think t that's t uh, like people I have those thoughts with are still in my life, whether we text once a week or once a year, you know, they're still sort of, and I would still, a lot of my high school friends from Ohio, I would, I would put in that category where like, if I saw them again today, I, we, it's like we didn't skip a beat and I, I and I love them so much because they sort of, I, I grew up with them and this is who I, I became the way I am because of them, mm -hmm. even though I don't see them that often anymore, right? So I think that's the way I would define love. But if I don't, do that with you it doesn't mean i don't like you or anything but i think it's more just kind of like well these are my friends and then you're like friend light or something you're just like this other category which is cool too right so you're saying like a friend the love in friendship for you is defined by like nostalgic memories like experience like good experiences shared together and is there something about like a work relationship or context that maybe seems to exclude that idea i i think it's tough because Sometimes, and, and I've never had a podcast that's like blown up to a point where we're dealing with real money, so I don't know, but I can only imagine this would get more and more complicated the more we get bigger. And, and again, like I, I don't know what that is like because I, I've never been part of something that's that big, so I don't know what that will be like. Mm -hmm. But I think just with the, you know, I, I think, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think when you work with somebody, it's like, you always have to, you, you, the priority is that you both feel good about the work and you're excited to be there. And I don't want either of us to ever feel like, God, this fucking podcast, you know, like, mm -hmm. of course, sometimes you're tired and you feel that way, but I'd never want to get to a point where I feel that way about the other hosts or other producers or other people we're working with. And I think I got there with my previous project, mm -hmm. with my previous podcast, where I was like, I just was so sick of everything. And I, uh, I think part of me maybe this is wrong but for us to not get there kind of involves us being not super tight oh that okay oh, i see that makes sense like, like okay, the, we can be friendly but not super tight you know right like it feels like a lot to have 
everything wrapped up together, including friendship, because that might affect the business relationship. Yeah, and again, this is not a, we are not a thriving business by any means. I showed you how much we made this year. I think we netted $500, but that's still cool that, that I think it's cool that we still made like, we still made like four or $5,000 this year. We spent most of it wow. on cameras and stuff, but like, it's cool that you and I did that out of nothing. I think that's amazing. Uh, but again, you know, I think it's like, to to keep it going because I'm still passionate about this work and passionate about the project. To keep it going, I think, requires for me, I think, some distance. Yeah, some boundaries. And I think maybe. that's those are the sort of the sentiment that was around that comment I made at the writer strike. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I've had relationships. Most of my work relationships have been with people that are really close to me, and there have been breakups, obviously, but. I don't know if the money part is really what ruined the relationships, mm. I guess, but it could be, it, it definitely could be connected. And I do think there is a lot, money is such a sensitive subject mm -hmm. that I could see that. But I also think that you and I are very, in the end, we're pretty logical people. And I don't even want to put that out there that there's a chance that things i already i have i feel a way that this pod will be successful mm -hmm. and it already is to me like the mm -hmm. fact that we're here still after a year and still wanting to like yes. do this yeah. and seeing even more potential the next year yeah it's very exciting so of course i don't even want there to be the potential that it won't be successful or that it can break us up in a certain way mm -hmm. so i guess i'm just being trying to be like okay it'll it'll work out we'll be smart um you have made you felt that in your past relationships with uh the podcast and it but you have experience now like you're wise i'm wiser mm -hmm. but i think that when you do care about someone you're also willing to be understanding in the middle of it all and we both i i would hope because i feel this way is that in the end that i want i want things to be fair and I, I would sure, hope yeah. that you would feel that for me in the end if there if something happens with the money part. Because there's also very successful partnerships like Steve Jobs and that what what Did they hate whatever. each other? Wozniak? Wozniak did they hate each other? I don't know. He got fired. <laughs> I, I, I also, also used also, Apple um, as an example. I mean <laughs> like I, But I'm just saying there are also successful relationships that come out of like success in a business like right yeah but i think he's saying like it's not really about the money i guess i was saying like uh of course i wouldn't i wouldn't i don't want anyone to get fucked money with i guess i was saying like what i meant by as this gets bigger it gets more complicated i guess what i'm saying is as it gets bigger there's more work to be done and so we're gonna be more stressed because right now i do xyz you do abc but now you're gonna have to do a b c d e f g and now i gotta do more you know what i mean like yeah so, and we've been so, there for haven't we like done that at least in this there are times that i picked up and then you picked up yeah, and that yeah. it's been good because we communicate it yes and we're responsible and we're both not trying like we're trying our best to be like there for you i i feel that way i don't know if sure you feel, yeah 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 i think that we've been pretty good about communicating and we have th therapists <laughs> we have <laughs> sister uh, we have ex the main thing is we have wisdom and experience with yes. partnerships and yes. dealing with this so like i feel like there's a bit of that so i haven't felt that type of animosity with you i mean if there was which can happen it's like we can work it through because we're in the end going to talk it through and try sure, to work it sure. out. I also think like being annoyed at something is different than like animosity. I think any yeah. friendship or any 
relationship you can be annoyed at something that the other person does but it doesn't mean you hate them or anything like that yeah just like oh this one thing you did annoyed me and we can sort of talk about that and and move past it or whatever but yeah and also i guess what i was thinking about while you guys were discussing this is just like the idea of like there's a reason why sometimes at jobs you don't become friends with everybody that you work with Mm -hmm. right like there are sometimes are those boundaries because it gets extremely complicated and that's not to say i'm a fan of your guys's budding friendship and i would like you guys to be friends but i also what i'm saying is like i understand i understand why you might Mm -hmm. have initially been like well let me just keep a boundary up because Mm. i want this to be more professional because the whole point of us coming together to this pod is for us to like make it be successful and so mm-hmm. maybe i don't want to get so personally no, get involved that, right. and complicate the sure, situation sure no i get that i think i do that with friendships too i'm sorry do you take blue anthem or what are we <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on psychologytoday.com which will tell you what you can look for diana bake d-i-a-n-a B-A-I-K. You guys can put a Chiron here. And um, I am accepting new clients. And it says all the insurances that the practice accepts. So... I do want to quickly... I feel like a lot of times I hear myself... I don't re-listen to a lot of the episodes, but sometimes when I do, I'm like, I sound so ignorant when I'm talking about class and wealth. Mm -hmm. When I'm interviewing guests so i wanted to kind of ask you and we've talked about this is the difference between having privilege and having financial wealth uh you kind of taught me about that well in social economic situations yeah so i mean i think there is a difference between your financial status right like how much money you have in the bank and how much money that you're making and that can be different from the class privilege that you have right so for example um you might be somebody who doesn't have like a really large income but maybe um you are in a social milieu in which a lot of people do have uh financial freedom or like environment environment i'm sorry like a a social environment was that is that a word yeah milieu yeah, God, we I'm could so maybe talk dumb. about it an example because like I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm so stupid. I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess in a um, it's easier to maybe explain it in a way that's like typically when we have a guest on, I'd be like, "How did you grow up? Like wealth? Why? What class were you? Right?" But like, that's what I meant. Like, how do so you? So like somebody might grow up not having had a lot of money to spend right like their family maybe wasn't spending a lot of money or wasn't making that much money but maybe their parents parents um were uh you know just had a lot of access to other people who had wealth right even if they themselves didn't have wealth so then there are benefits that come with that such as connections right maybe Mm -hmm, connections mm -hmm. into specific industries Mm -hmm. um like that in itself is like a class privilege the fact that like if you let's say that your family didn't make a lot of money but you went to an ivy League, league school that in itself is a privilege that you have now that other people of your own financial background may not have Mm -hmm. right because now you have access to other people who may or may not be successful and have like really great careers who also have financial status Mm. so that gives you some privilege compared to other people i think about that all the time man i uh i have one so my high school is like suburban high school in ohio 
it's one of those schools where like the valedictorian she went to ohio northern university like no one is going to ivy league schools not because they're smart because no one can afford 40k it's just not that kind of town Mm -hmm. but me and my other friend kara she went to northwestern i went to nyu we're the only kids who like went out of state to like a famous school or whatever the Mm -hmm. fuck and she lives in la and i met up with her a year ago and we're both talking about how like we both upgraded our status the second we went to these schools because mm-hmm. of access so like i didn't grow up uh with people working in entertainment or people who worked in these like crazy companies but just having gone to nyu it's like oh well now i'm meeting friends who their dad owns jp morgan or whatever you know like and now he his dad got me an internship because i was roommates with his son or mm-hmm. you know like little things like that happen like not that specific example even me being in comedy today all happened because I was in New York City because mm-hmm. it was so accessible to me. Uh, I think about that the guy in uh, there's a new SNL um, team called Please Don't Destroy. Love that. Love them. They're all Shout so out, funny. Please don't destroy. But there was an article about two of them are nepo babies, right? One's father is Adam Sandler's writing partner. The other one is a showrunner for SNL. And the redhead kid, he's the only regular kid. Now they're all super funny, but for that regular kid, him going to NYU was like his ticket out, mm. right? He met those two boys. And now they're famous, right? Mm. But I'm not to say you couldn't have made it without sure, them. But sure. like, just that access is this thing that like, that's why I feel like in a weird way, like I think college can be a scam. But if you are from a smaller town or if your family's not connected, like it may be worth it to take that student loan and launch yourself into a school or a city where you can have access to these things. Because mm-hmm. to your point, a lot of it is not about grades or merit or whatever it's just like who do you know who are you around what kind of things are happening around you and so yeah i constantly think about that like i think a lot of my friends from high school were brilliant but you know they're not really doing much not to say not to shit on their what mm-hmm. they're doing right now but they never really sort of made it out of that stratosphere because they just don't have connections or whatever it the is. network is your net worth you <laughs> yeah you heard it here first you heard it here first. wrapped <laughs> it up that's so interesting and i know both of you guys went to schools with also like I'm assuming like being around it's there's a privilege to being around white people right (laughs) just in general just general (laughs) well not every white but it's like the schools that you guys went to both of you how did it affect your mental health that you didn't come maybe that you you didn't grow up with money in that way being around because NYU I would there's a lot of really wealthy there's a lot of money and then for you Going to Johns Hopkins, I feel like you're around a lot of wealth. Is it a private school, Johns Hopkins? It is a private school. Is it the similar Wait, vibe where like people are flaunting money? Because NYU is very much like that show. Was it Gossip Girl or one of those? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's very like, obviously there's regular kids like me, but there are a lot of kids who are like 19, fake IDs, going to clubs, getting bottles, 700 bucks a night. Like <laughs> at, at, at age 19 and co- someone from Ohio, I'm like, what the fuck are you even talking about? You know, See, was I, it like that mm, in Maryland? Well, I don't think there was as many opportunities to flaunt wealth that way. So it'd be more like, what would, were people wearing, mm. right? What kind of clothes did they have? Or like, I guess we had this um, fraternity called St. Elmo's that the rumor was that to be in the frat, you had to show your parents' tax <gasps> returns. I don't Whoa. know if it's true or not, but that was like the rumor. So it was like seen as an elite frat, but also like, yeah, I like went to like public school in like Torrance, California. So like knowing that kind of information, I was kind of like, wow, it's really crazy that like your social status, like it was just so new to me, right? Yes. Of like, oh my gosh, how cool you're seen on campus is also based on how freaking wealthy your parents wow. are. And yeah. like, also, I think if you're at a predominantly white institution, which I feel like NYU is probably pretty diverse. Like it's I don't diverse, know, yeah. but for like being somewhere at like 
Hopkins, you start to realize like how different you are and also how important it is to be culturally assimilated, right? The more Americanized I seem, the more I'll fit into the situation. So, um, yeah, I guess it just made me a lot more aware of things like that that are are really like hidden. Like you don't really understand that the more Americanized you are, the more you're going to fit in somewhere. It's subconscious I think was there like any sort of bullying from them or like this feeling of like you were less than or was it your own created space of like do you know I I think anytime I did feel insecure it was my own doing it was your own yeah yeah Um, because those those rich kids they they never did anything to make me feel Mm -hmm. less than they were in fact they were just like whatever I'll pay for it like you know they're pretty generous Uh, but yeah I think like just coming from a smaller town my biggest shock was like I just didn't realize how much money there was in the world like I remember I met these twins who were they were going to Stern NYU at the time Stern was like 55 a year and they I remember like a lot of kids don't get scholarships because their parents are rich so they didn't get any scholarships so that's so I'm like that's a hundred ten thousand dollars a year just for tuition for these <laughs> twins two. for four years so that's like four hundred thousand dollars and that's not mil. including housing and books and other shit they're doing with you know living their lives and so but you got to be thinking like okay so their parents are comfortable enough that they can do that and still have a house in santa barbara and live their life as 50 year olds or whatever it is and to me that math my brain exploded because i was like i don't i don't even know what that means like my sister like didn't go to private school because i did like i took that away from our family you know what i mean like it's not like we're both gonna go do stuff like that so that I think that was just like daunting to me. Yeah. I didn't experience any of that because I went to UC Irvine and so felt like an extension of my Torrance. Of Torrance. Of, yeah. of high school. So I didn't experience that until like maybe the classism thing or whatever till I was older. But I do remember my sister's experience and then like she would talk about those things of like the clothes you wore and all these things that seemed pretty stressful to mm-hmm. me um and there i feel like there could be resentment of maybe your childhood or something like that based mm. on knowing that you know it's kind of like you didn't have those things like right. the feeling of not it, having is there a particular uc school that's more like for the rich kids or not really it's all kind of the same USC it's not it's not a UC but oh, like that's, that's I, wait, no, that's no, no no I know yeah. maybe, I can't. maybe maybe like, UCLA maybe it's based on status like academic status like Berkeley, Berkeley or UCLA and LA or definitely well because them. I always thought UCLA and Berkeley uh kids who go there are kids who are really smart but they don't have family money and they're not super connected oh. I, I always felt like that was the vibe and because like they're, 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 their test scores better than everybody else but they just for whatever reason, like they can, they live in California and they can just go for six thousand dollars a year. So why not? You know? It was cheaper to go to Berkeley than to go to like oh UCI, the SC or something like that. Oh right, like, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I do see what you're school. saying. Is yeah. what I'm saying because if, you, if your family had the money and you had the scores, why, why wouldn't, wouldn't your you? parents send you to a Harvard That's or something fair. like that? Right, it's a fair point. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. You I don't know? think there is for UCs necessarily. I have no idea. I don't think anyone cares about the UCs in that <laughs> way. No, that's yeah. not true. <laughs> we love the UCs. UCRI, best best uh, breakdancing team. Well, I guess, Mike, Mike I guess if, we're being, How dare you? if we're being technical about it, I mean, I would say, like, if people tend to go local to school, then whatever area has the most wealth. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, I feel like with UCs, it's like whatever area, like if Santa Barbara 
has oh, more wealth. The rich yeah, the neighborhoods that they're in, maybe. I don't really know. I do know that actually at Irvine, I did think if I heard a kid was from went to school in th- their local high school for the rich kids, because it is a it's actually a rich Irvine area. Is a nice area. It's yeah. a very it's considered one of the safest uh, zip codes in oh, the yeah, U.S. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um. But I think they were tipping off the police or something. That's what I, that's what <laughs> I think. It's also you know, very safe. Irvine's, you know, Irvine's nice because their street sign is brown. You know what I'm talking about? You know, the street, the street. Oh, uh, like it, it, it's not it's, a tacky green. It's not green. It's no. brown. When I see a brown, I'm like, you got money. There's good tax money. There, there are police everywhere, like oh, patrolling. Sure. But and a lot of Asians. There's yeah. so many Asians. Uh, why is your mascot the anteaters? <laughs> zot, zot, zot. Okay, you guys are already shitting on it. No, like, I'm just chill asking out from a your question. I genuinely want to know. <laughs> I'm curious so about the anteater thing. Oh my the God. school girlies. The Can't you see? No, but um, I knew that if you went to university high, you had rich parents. What's that, that? That's like the oh. rich high school. You heard of it? University it, at high? Irvine. Yeah. Wait, that was. That, isn't that like a really good high school? It's a very good high school. Why would they and go to UC Irvine? Is that... I just knew that if they did go to UC Irvine, they were rich. That's oh, like going to a middle school called high school middle school. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so weird. Stupid. That's <laughs> literally <laughs> what it is. There's that's other hilarious. ones. Canyon, right? Canyon High School. That's the other one. That's around there. I don't know that one. I have a lot of friends from that area. That's funny. Yeah. Damn. But wait, so do the you you uh, do all the pri- private schools like have wait is NYU cons- that's a private that's a private, private yeah. Do they have rivalry? <laughs> what versus like USC? I know USC was equivalent to NYU. In my head, is equivalent to NYU in terms of like how mm. smart. There's a, a theory I subscribe to that. Uh, neither USC or NYU are good schools. They're just extremely good at marketing. No, that's what people say. They say like they're not that. Sp- they're, people they're are not like that they're good. not that. They're smart, not that good. But you have to have money to get in. So of, it's like well, yeah, necessarily yeah. necessarily what I what I hear. Yeah. Unless you're in the arts or some shit or yeah. If you film, go, I mean, I, but even then, then, it's like they're just trying to make money. Like how many of those kids in the film programs are going to be on SNL or be a Bo and Yang? Like Bo and Yang didn't even study. He was a chemistry major. <gasps> when. In at yeah. NYU? NYU is a chemistry major. Wow. Yep. And then um, his whole thing is he was taking the MCATs or something. And in the middle of it, he was like, because he was already like a comedy god at the time in the UCB scene. So he was taking the MCATs. And in the middle, he decided he doesn't want to be a doctor and he walked out. And that's Wait, I did a set. No, I didn't do the same thing. But I was <laughs> studying for the MCATs. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck this. You I was like, fuck I, this, I'm I said, be a fuck podcaster. this. I'm going to be. <laughs> that's so sad. I'm Go gonna back. Have, Go I'm back. Have two podcasts. <laughs> That You'll don't see. make any money. <laughs> Y'all see. Goddamn. Um, all right, let's let's wrap this up. Okay, 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 Thank okay. you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. <laughs> I did. Thanks for having me on. Is there anything you want to plug? Guess my new clients. Go ahead. Okay, so you guys can find me on psychologytoday.com. There's a link right there. It'll direct you on how to email me. Um, and yeah, I'm going to start taking new clients in the new year. Uh, I had a little bit of a waiting list, but now uh, the DMs are open, as they say. Well, we're, taking, we're taking 10%, baby. We're taking, we're taking 10%. 10%. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on all the socials uh, at Cash Cuties Pod. Please follow me uh, on everything at the Fumi Abe, the C H E F U M I A B E. And you can follow me on Instagram, Baked Goods, B A I K E D G U D S, or check out my website, stuffybake.com. Hell yeah. And uh, Venmo is Steffi is me. And mine's the Fumi Abe. Shout out to our sound.
sound engineer Domagoy Ivanchik, video editor Matthias Robles, and our analyst Holly Sandler. Thank you, thank you so much, and we hope to continue working with you in 2024. <laughs> we're gonna pay you more money, I swear to God. And we want to hear about your spending habits, so please email us at cashcuties at gmail.com and tell us about your financial topics that you'd like to hear. Um, send us a voice memo because mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. always nice to hear our listeners because mm-hmm. it's always the other way around. It's great. We, we want to know what you sound yeah, like. Yeah, you sick fucks. Let us hear your <laughs> voice. See how that makes yeah. you feel. <laughs> okay, we'll see you guys next week and until then, spend your money wisely. Or have fun. Bye. Bye.